Hi everyone, welcome to the True Crime Podcast where we focus on local San Diego cases. My name is Arena. And I'm Renette. So today I'm going to talk about the Ali Abulaban case. Have you heard of it? <gasps> I was... Okay, he was on my list for the cases previously, but... Yeah, I started the research and I was like, this is a lot, like a lot, a lot. So I know I, I try to get as much and it was a lot because it's like the social media thing, you know, like he had yep. so much content out there, but I didn't actually read too much into it. So I don't know much about the case at all. Okay. So Ali Abulaban, he's better known as Jin Kid on TikTok. Mm hmm. He had close to a million followers. I believe it was something around 950,000. Mm -hmm. And he joined TikTok in July of 2019. And some of his videos have gotten close to 3 million views. Wow. Yeah. And so what he did is he did impressions of different people. But I think he was most known for his impression of the um, Scarface movie character, Tony Montana. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. and. So I actually went on TikTok while doing my research for this case, and I watched some of his videos, and there was a really great one where he played uh, Tony Montana, but it was Tony Montana as a Starbucks barista. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds really funny. It was. It was really good because he really looked and sounded just like him. Wait, what? how do you spell his name? Jin Kid. So J-I-N-N-K-I-D. Oh, okay. And like I said, he started in 2019, but his following grew pretty quick. I think it's because that's when like COVID hit. And yeah. Oh yeah, he did the he did those videos where he was um, like video game characters, and he would walk yeah. around with like all stiff and like run into things, but like continue walking, like but he's fa just facing a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the same guy i didn't realize that wow. yes and so it's just like man like he he was a funny guy right like he I mean, was yeah. great at creating videos Dang. And, and he was handsome it, he was he was very handsome mm -hmm. and then i came across like other videos where it was more of like his personal life and it was just a reminder that social media is a lie. Oh, like yeah, there's a sure. specific video of him and his beautiful wife, Anna. I mean, she's oh, just yeah. stunning. She's super pretty, yeah. Google her. Ha mm -hmm. Google well, yeah, I, I've seen her too. Like uh, mm -hmm. and she's so pretty. She is. And um, they were dancing around to Julieta Venegas song Lento, which by mm -hmm. the way, I love Julieta oh, yeah. Venegas. <laughs> Um, but anyway, they're dancing around and it's titled saying something like when your relationship is drama free. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Most of us, we don't post the hard times on mm -hmm. our socials, but this video that they posted was just a few months before Anna was shot and killed by her <gasps> husband, Ali. Oh my God. Oh, they were married. They were married. They got oh, married. They have and kids? now, hey, maybe they were like genuinely happy at one point, right? Yeah. And things could have just gotten really bad really fast. You just never really know. Like a crime of passion type of yeah. thing, maybe? Yeah. Did they have kids? They or did. They have, um, at the time of Anna's death, their daughter was only five years old. Oh my gosh. Wow. And sorry, what's his last name again? <laughs> Abulaban. Abulaban. Mm -hmm. Okay, how many times did it take you to 
to say that. <laughs> I know, because I was just, well, you know, I think I struggled more with saying Julieta Venegas because I feel like, yeah, my kind of sma- my Spanish is awful. So I think I struggled more with that name. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so Ali is Palestinian American. Um, his family migrated to the U.S. from Palestine. And Ali, he was born in Staten Island, New York. But eventually he and the family moved to Virginia. And that's basically where he grew up. Oh, okay. So Ali was 29 years old at the time of the crime. Now, Anna, she was born to Filipino parents, and she, too, was born in Staten Island, New York. And I think she was 28 years old at the time of her death. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a bachelor's degree in science from the Technological University of the Philippines. So she's a smart girl. Yeah. Besides being, you know, beautiful on the outside, everyone who knew her, they said she was, you know, beautiful on the inside. Like, she was genuinely a good person. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ali and Anna met in Japan, actually, and that was in 2014. Oh, wow. So they both were living on a U.S. military base. Um, Ali was in the Air Force, but eventually he got honorably discharged. Oh, okay. It said that one night, Ali and Anna, they were at a bar with some other people. And Ali and Anna, they got into like some huge fight and that fight ended up turning physical. And ultimately, that's what got him discharged. (gasps) Oh, so wait, she was also um, in the Air Force? No, it said that she lived on that U.S. military base in Japan. Oh, okay. I'm not sure, to be honest, if it was... If she Her, was like a family member who yeah. was in there, I really don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, but, but it's crazy girl. that they both also, you know, they happen to be in Japan and they both were born in Staten Island, New York. I, yeah, like Staten Island specifically in New York in the U.S. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So when Ali got discharged, um, Ali and Anna they moved to Virginia where, you know, his family lives in Virginia and they end up getting pregnant and they have a daughter and got married. And I believe that was in 2017. Okay. And there was a Fox five news um, jailhouse interview that I watched on YouTube. And Ali said that when they were living in Virginia, they were living the American dream. He said they owned a home and life was just beautiful and he said it was actually Anna that really wanted to move to San Diego um, so she can be closer to friends. And he said since at that time his following you know, was starting to get bigger and grow, mm-hmm. they thought the move would benefit them both. So yeah. that's why they moved here. Oh, okay. So Ali, Anna, and their five-year-old daughter moved here to San Diego, and that was February of 2021. Okay. And they moved to a luxury high-rise apartment building called Spire, which is located in the East Village area of downtown San Diego. Dang, fancy. Yeah, it's really nice. I drive by it often since I work over there. Um, It's got like a yoga room, a lap pool, a game room, a gym. A lap pool? Oh, a lap pool. (laughs) What do you think I said? (laughs) I don't know why. I was like, I thought you said pool, and I was like, I combined lap dance and pole dancing together, and I was like, a lap pole? (laughs) Oh, a lap pole. Okay, okay. Lap (laughs) pole arena. (laughs) I'm like, hey, that's cool. (laughs) You're like, 
Let me look. Oh, How yeah, much yeah. is the rent? <laughs> All of a <laughs> sudden, right. I'm wanting to move here. I know, right? I'm coming back. <laughs> so it's a very nice place, and that's where they're living. And according to Ali, when they got to San Diego, he said at first things were good, um, but quickly things changed. He said, now this is just what he says, right? Who knows how true it is? But he said that Anna's lifestyle choices uh, were causing problems in the marriage. And he said that all Anna wanted to do was party. But to me, that's crap because like you can see, I watched the videos and he's like, they're partying too. So it's like, I, people, if she wanted to party, which yeah. fine, but you were also partying too. Yeah, I'm sure she probably wanted to go out a few times that he couldn't or something, or she wanted to stay out longer and he, that probably angered him. He obviously has an anger issue. Very like, much so and controlling. Controlling and angry. Yep. yep. So in a CBS 8 News article, Ali's cousin, Louis Marinari, I think is how you say his last name. He said that Ali became super jealous and upset of Anna and her social life. He said that Ali became obsessed and super controlling over Anna. He had to know where Anna was at all times. He said that three days before the murder, okay, he was hanging out with Ali. And he said Ali was just acting really weird. And he pulled out like a huge bag of cocaine. Oh, and shit. Louis was like, Hey man, like watch out, you're gonna get us in trouble. Mm -hmm. And Ali said something like, I'm Jin Kid, nobody can touch me. Oh my god. <laughs> As if he's really fucking Tony Montana over here. <laughs> exactly. Wow. It's getting to his head quick. Sure did. Wow. Uh so you know, having a huge ego like Ollie has and insecurity and jealousy, jealousy issues, and drugs. <laughs> mixing that with large amounts of cocaine. That's not a yeah, good combination. No, definitely not. So Louis said that he and Ali grew up being very close. But after he heard about what Ali did to Anna, he said he now hates him and he hopes the law punishes him to the fullest extent. Yeah, good. I would hope so. Yeah, which good though, because that doesn't always happen. Sometimes these family members will side with the perpetrator just because they're family. But yeah. the fact that Louis was actually holding the abuser accountable, like that gets yeah. a lot of respect. Like, yeah, I never understand that. Like, you know, your family member is doing something wrong or even a friend. Like, no, why would you ever keep supporting them like that? Right. It just, I, I can never understand that. No way. So. They're in San Diego and, you know, based off of Ali and Annie or Anna, based off of Ali and Anna's socials, they appear to have like the perfect marriage, right? That's like mm -hmm. what people who are following them who might not know them very well, everything looks perfect. Yeah. Well, in those short, what was it, like seven, eight months, um, you know, things went downhill super fast. Anna's close friend, Cassie Conroy, did an interview. And she said that Anna was a genuinely nice person, like I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And she's, uh, Cassie said that she only tolerated Ali out of her love and respect for Anna. But Cassie said that Ali was obsessed with Anna. Cassie, there would be times like where she would call Anna's cell phone. And a lot of these times, Ali would answer and be like, can I help you, Cassie? What the and hell? Cassie, yeah. And Cassie would be like, well, I'm not calling you. I'm calling Anna's phone because I want to talk to Anna. Yeah. What the hell? Get 
uh, don't touch people's property and stop answering their phone calls like a controlling dad or something. Yeah. Yeah. So Cassie, she also said that Ali became really big headed and full of himself, you know, once his following started growing on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Cassie said that when they'd be out like at a bar or a social gathering, like Ali would go up to people and ask them, do you have me on Instagram? I have a blue check on mine. Oh my God. (laughs) He's the verified. Oh my God. That's so annoying. Cause for me, I'd be like, Bitch, I don't give a fuck. No, like, unless it was somebody like Allie Ward, like, from my favorite <laughs> podcast, like, Ologies, or my wife, St. Vincent, uh, <laughs> you know, then okay. But other than that, I don't give a damn. Yeah, no, what? And especially this guy. Like, come on. I don't know. That's so, uh, that's annoying. Because he does seem like a funny, like, he makes funny content. But just to be knowing that he was such a douche in real life and, I mean, a murderer. That's not great. <laughs> Mm-mm. God. And so Cassie also said that Anna wanted to get out of the marriage. And, you know, Anna was trying to do that, but Ali just wouldn't let Anna go. Oh, no. And Anna was just actually like really scared of what he would do to her or their daughter. That's awful. And it is. And Cassie even recalled one time seeing Ali like with a gun. Um, now why he was carrying this gun i i don't know but you know she remembers seeing him with a gun okay and in the three months before the murder there were nine phone calls that were made to 911 to the couple's apartment for what was domestic violence <gasps> nine phone calls oh in three months god, that's oh my god and he he had a a gun like in the apartment and the police didn't do anything about it well like- they probably didn't do a search right maybe they documented yeah, and you I know think what if, there's no, if there's no open wound or like blood shown, then they don't. That's not considered like a, an actual assault or anything. Oh, that's weird. sad, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, the law is weird. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and it was after that last nine one one call that was made is when Anna, you know, finally decided, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to get free from this marriage. I'm out of here. So Anna was planning to file. <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh lord have mercy maybe okay. it's an emergency how no it ain't no emergency leave a text message actually let me look at my text messages <laughs> it's a cleaning emergency yeah no it ain't anyways <laughs> um so anna was planning on filing the restraining order and I've like heard it said before that like the most dangerous time um, when someone's in an abusive relationship is, is when the they actually try leaving their abuser. Yep, definitely. Like it said that you know it's best to try to get help as soon as possible, or do like it as secretive as you possibly can. Yes, like don't tell the abuser that you're going to leave. No, or like have a police officer with you while you're packing your stuff to leave. Yes. Yeah, like I, hide if that's what you have to do. Yep. I mean, I never had like domestic abuse like that, but um, like I have had police like come over and like they would tell me if you're going to file a restraining order, like and if you're the one leaving the property, you should ha- call this number, have one of us here and we can like stay for like an hour, pack up your things and leave so you can leave safely. 
because they said oh, the same yeah. thing. Like you can't. This is the most dangerous time. And if they're, they already had those nine phone calls in those three months. The cops already know. They know. Yeah, it's all long. Some shit's gonna happen. Yeah, which sucks. because, and you know what sucks though. Even like when you get a restraining order, that you know it's a piece of oh, paper. It doesn't always it, keep the abuser away. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah, like as if they're gonna listen to that. Right. That's why I say like some people like if you're especially if you're in that situation. Hell, I'm not thankfully in that situation, but I do share my location with certain people mm-hmm. so they can know where I'm at, like at all times. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I would go out, um, in San Diego, like when I was single and like dating and stuff like that, I would always screen cap or send, you know, my friends like social media or phone numbers of the person I'm meeting up with, or even like sometimes Uber or Lyft rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was going like by myself and I felt kind of sketched out or if it was like, a bad hour of the night, for example, I would like text someone like, hey, look, this I'm sharing my ride like information just in case. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So, you know, it was clear that Anna was pulling away from the marriage and Ali just didn't want to let her go. And I think her pulling away actually probably made him even more obsessed. Mm, yeah. And like everyone around him, like his family and friends, they were telling him to leave Anna alone. But he just couldn't stop. He kept calling her. And if she didn't pick up her phone, he would call her friends to try and find her. Oh my God. Psycho. Mm-hmm. So Anna and the five-year-old daughter, they end up moving out of the apartment after that last domestic violence call. Mm-hmm. And they went to Ali's parents' house in Virginia. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they stayed there for a few weeks. Um, but for whatever reason, Anna decided to move back to San Diego. And that was just a couple of weeks before her murder. So Anna's back in San Diego, you know, but she's separated from Ali. So on October 18th of 2021, Anna, like, you know, she moves back into the apartment with a daughter, but she doesn't like the living situation because they're separated. So Anna asked Ali to move out of the apartment mm-hmm. because it just wasn't working out for them. And, you know, they're not together. So why live together? And um, was she, I'll, did she file for divorce or? No, not legally at that, at oh, this point, not separate, yet, at least. but separated. Okay. So she asked him to move out and Ali did leave. He went to go stay at a nearby hotel and that was the Holiday Inn in Mission Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But when Ali moved out of the apartment, he secretly made an extra key copy to the (gasps) apartment for himself. Oh my God. And his ass installed an app on their daughter's iPad that was basically like a listening device where he could hear any conversation going on near the iPad. What the fuck? This is and he even admitted. Oh yeah, he's psycho. He even admitted to this saying, and this is like quotes. Yeah, I was listening in on the house with the iPad to my cell phone. End quote. So he admitted to this. It's just crazy. God, what the hell? He's like all like. Like an espionage, like a spy or some shit, private investigator. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even when he moved out, Ali, he was just so crazy. He thought it was just going to be a temporary thing and that he and Anna would eventually get back together. But that's Mm. not what Anna wanted. She was like leaving him for good. Yeah. Uh But he just couldn't accept it. Of course not. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm verified, right? You gotta <laughs> got stay check. with me. I have a blue check mark. Ooh. Exactly. 
<laughs> so anyway, three days later, okay, after he moves out of the apartment and he's into that hotel. So that's October 21st of 2021. Mm-hmm. At 9.15 a.m., Ali, he went to Anna's apartment. Anna wasn't home, so he calls her to see where she's at. And I'm not sure what her response was because it was a security camera that caught the conversation of this, but you can hear Ali telling her, you're lying. You're lying to me. I know you're cheating on me. It's like, well, first of all, if she was with another man, it's not cheating. They're not even together, right? Yeah, they're separated. Mm -hmm. But he was just, you know, on that footage, you can see he was just very amped up and just so angry. Well, he ended up going inside the apartment at that time with the spare key that he made, and he tore the place apart. Oh, God. Just destroyed it. And then this fool ended up calling Anna to tell her what he did. God, this is like a like a new freaking Betty Broderick Yeah, situation. it's like some crazy Lifetime movie that you think like stuff like yeah. this can't happen, but obviously it did. Oh, God, he's being so stupid and dramatic. Mm-hmm. So he probably has a small penis, huh? So <gasps> maybe little, yeah, that's gotta be yeah, it. Probably. Mm. So this freaked Anna out, obviously. And she told some of her friends about it. Um, one of the friends that Anna tells about this incident is her male friend named Rayburn. Mm-hmm. And so Rayburn, he ends up going to Anna's apartment that afternoon. Now remember, Ali installed that spyware app on their daughter's oh iPad. Oh my God, this can't be good. So Anna has her friend over. Ali's at the hotel. All of a sudden, he hears a guy's voice inside the apartment with Anna. They're talking <laughs> and Anna just sounds happy and she's laughing. And this just pisses Ali off. Oh my God. And in Ali's mind, he's like, oh my God, I caught her. So he starts driving to the apartment. And Ali said... That like there's a jailhouse interview where he said he's yelling the entire drive. It's about a 15, 20 minute drive. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it, Anna. Don't have sex. And he's just shouting this the entire drive. Oh my God. This he gets crazy. T- mm-hmm. He gets to the apartment, okay? And there's security camera. Uh, I'm sorry, there's security camera that catches him like, and gosh, I think it was like the parking garage and you can see him adjusting his pants and there's like a gun and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, he runs and this there's camera footage that catches it. He runs to the elevator, goes up to the 35th floor and he gets to the apartment and he sees Anna and Rayburn on the couch. He takes a gun out and shoots Rayburn three (gasps) times once being in the back of the head. Jesus Christ, for the love of God. <laughs> oh, my God. At the most, like, important part of the case. <laughs> oh, my God. I should, next time you know what I'm going to do, I'm going to turn my cell phone off completely. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Stay off the grid for, like, an hour. <laughs> That's right. Oh, damn it. So... Anyways, he shoots Rayburn three times, once being in the back of the head, ultimately killing him. Anna starts screaming, and Ali walks to Anna, and he shoots her once in the forehead, (gasps) point blank killing her. Oh, my God. And I didn't know he killed her friend, too. Yep. (gasps) And where was the daughter? Was she there? She was at school, thankfully, right? Like, because she was clearly- What he would have done. I mean- Right. God. So 
you know, uh, you know, and it's sad because, you know, during these nine domestic violence calls, like the little girl had to be witness to oh, yeah. at least some of them. Poor thing. Yeah. So a neighbor actually did testify saying that she heard six shots and she's seen Ali coming out of the door yelling, Anna, Anna, I think trying to act like he found her. Well, it was to act like he found her that way. Okay. And who was shooting? Right. <laughs> Like the, uh, the guy that's dead? <laughs> right. Stupid idiot. Like he shot but himself police, three times. <laughs> right. But police did say Ali confessed to the murders once on a security video. He was he called his mom on her cell phone and he told her mom that he shot Anna in the head and killed her. This <gasps> is caught on the camera. Oh my God. And Ali, he ended up phoning 911 almost immediately and i think that was around 3 10 p.m and he told the police dispatcher that he found anna and her male companion dead when the dispatcher told him to stay there until help arrived he said nope i'm sorry i have to go and he just hung up the phone wow not suspicious at all Idiot. right right ali then drove to his daughter's school to pick her up and he told her his daughter that he hurt mommy <gasps> Oh my God. And it's like, you have to think as a five-year-old, like, what do you, how, how do you think like she was hurt? Right? Like, I mean, she probably was like, oh, he pushed her. Like he, he did pushed those her other again. domestic violence calls. Like, oh, he, he grabbed mommy's arm too hard or something. Mm-hmm. Police arrive and they start speaking to the witnesses. And that's when they were able to figure out, you know, that it was Ali who was a murderer. So then they put out a bolo and very soon after they were able to track Ali driving um, on the I-15 freeway near the 805. Mm -hmm. He was in a black Jeep Wrangler. And when they had him pull over, they found him with his daughter in the car and a loaded gun. Oh my God. They immediately arrested Ali and his daughter thankfully was taken safely with police services and when one of the social workers asked the little girl why her dad hurts, why her dad hurts um, her mom, the little girl said, because he's crazy. Yeah, even she knew that. Mm -hmm. And she told the social worker that she sees her dad hit her mom. <gasps> oh, poor thing. No. That poor kid. So Ali was placed in jail um, because, oh, and also actually placed... Um, with no bail because the judge deemed him like a flight risk yeah. because, you know, really close to the border too. Right. Mm -hmm. And at his preliminary hearing, he pleaded not guilty. <sighs> did, he, so did, he also, did he also tell the judge that he's verified? <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid, Alina. <laughs> but Josh, uh, I have a check mark. <laughs> no, you don't understand. <laughs> He's like, look at me up, look at me up, look at my content. I swear, I'm a funny dude. <laughs> and he did a Tony Montana voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Montana. <laughs> oh my God. But anyways. You know, it's so dumb because there's like camera footage of his movement into the building. There's security footage of his conversation where he tells his mom that he killed Anna. Yeah. Uh, there's neighbor testimony. All the domestic <laughs> violence calls, all the clues that he was leaving behind, like that he was he rageful and, you know, jealous and crazy. 
Mm-hmm. All the signs were there. Neighbors of Ali and Anna testified that a month or so before the murders, Anna knocked on their door asking if she could use their cell because she said that Ali took her cell phone away and she told him that he had hit her. Oh, no. Yeah. That poor girl. Mm-hmm. And in a Fox 5 um, jailhouse interview, Ali said in that interview, like, or I'm sorry, like in that interview on Fox 5, he was like changing his story. Like his version of the story varies. He contradicted most of the things that he was saying in that interview from what his prior statement was. Mm-hmm. And a San Diego police department sergeant named um, Christopher Leahy, he said that when he first arrested and interrogated Ali, Ali admitted to murdering Anna and Rayburn. But during his trial, like I said, he's pled not guilty. The lawyers were like, nope. Not guilty. Mm-hmm. So Ali was charged with two counts of um, first degree murder, and he was also issued a protective order to stay away from his daughter. Mm, and during that preliminary hearing, he had like these wild courtroom outbursts, which I'm going to play. Mr. Bolivan, I'm sorry, this is news to me. A short time later, he reacted again while listening to police testimony about his wife and the man with whom he accused her of cheating. Don't inject your own into this story. We're going to need a break. Uh, that's, uh, that's you think I wanted this? Or I found your daughter? I wanted this? Who the are you? Mr. Bullock? I, 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 Mr. Bullock, I need you to stop. My life is destroyed. Mr. Bullock, I need you to stop. Mr. Abulabot, I need you to stop. But like, wait, did he just say my life is destroyed? My life is destroyed. The one that that is alive and murdering people, he's crying about saying his life is destroyed. What a fucking narcissistic piece of shit. Narcissistic, yes. And watch. I want you to see real quick. Watch. There's this really good jailhouse interview. Anna, were you feeling any remorse about this situation? I'm broken. I'm devastated. I lost my wife. My goal was to just try to get a hold of my family. It was slipping through my fingers. I'm the loser here. I lost. I lost. I lost the love of my life. I lost the love of my life. Everybody, everybody I reached out to when I was going through this problem, when I couldn't get a hold of Anna. Dude, you gotta leave her, you gotta leave her. I know I gotta leave her, but I don't wanna leave her. Dude, you're so handsome, you're famous on the internet, you can get any model. I know I can! I don't want to! I want my wife! Could anyone else have Anna? Could anyone else have Anna? Anyways, but you can oh see he's God. clearly he's like insane. he's fucking crazy, right? Oh my God. And he's supposed to be like sober in that moment, like you know he's not. Oh on, yeah, like he's been in jail for a while. He's sober and he's acting like that. He like he's having outbursts. He sounded like Tony Montana. He, really he did. did. That's what I thought when I seen it. I was like, oh my God, he's like literally him. But that's why I wondered. Like, okay, clearly he was always like controlling he had to always be insecure i imagine yeah but i think the excessive large amount of like cocaine use like 
that yeah. messes with you more. That probably magnified all of those bad things yep. that were in him and just made it that much worse, right? Probably drinking a lot, mixing it with blow, and then letting all this quote-unquote fame get to his head and then <sighs> blaming it all of his issues on his wife, basically. Yep. Wow. Also, during the preliminary hearing, when the prosecutor began showing the crime scene photos, once they showed Anna's close-up photo of, like, what he did to her, Ali's bitch ass turned away and he started to cry. <gasps> wow. He was, like, crying really, really loud. And when Anna's and Rayburn's, like, family and friends seen this, it upset them, like, rightfully so. Yeah. And someone shouted to Ali, fuck you. Yeah. And, you know, even though I am fully siding with the guy who shouted that, it's against courtroom rules. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, so the bailiff had to escort that guy out, which sucks because Ali was having these freaking outbursts and he was able to, like, stay there. Yet it wasn't okay for the victims and family, like, or the victims, family and friends to do that. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I'm surprised that judge wasn't just like nah we're moving this over to another time like he needs to calm the fuck down yeah and like i was also thinking if ali was acting like this in that courtroom around like courtroom guards you know and all yeah. that can you imagine how he acted at home like with out yeah. them there and like probably oh my god that's that's so scary to think about and all the stuff that she probably endured and like had to hide yes so I don't know if doing like all that cocaine just led to some sort of like psychosis and paranoia, but based off of like what I seen in that the courtroom outburst on YouTube and that Fox Five jailhouse interview, the dude was fucking nuts. He's crazy, and he looks completely different. Completely oh yeah, he different. does. You know how like that kind of like your eyes and like the people's faces they shift. Like, mm -hmm. when they're, like, in these normal, like, photos, happy, happy, happy. And then, like, they slowly start to transform into this evil, like, humanoid-looking person. I remember mm -hmm. looking at um, photos of, oh, what was that one um, lady who killed her two children and buried their bodies in the, um, the kids went missing. And they she buried their bodies in her, um, her husband's backyard and they just found the kids bodies like not that long ago oh my god i don't know you probably cut this out but anyway she like you see the transformation of how she looked like a normal lady and then she started getting into this weird religious culty thing and she's mm -hmm. like transformed looking like a demon she looks so crazy her eyes it's crazy that does happen it's insane he looks like insane he does. He's he looks insane, but like you said, like in those before photos, before like when they were probably still in Virginia at that time, mm -hmm. and when they first moved to San Diego, he was a very good looking guy, and there was like light in his eyes. He, if I was you know in downtown and at a coffee shop and I seen him, I would just think like he's you know he seems like a happy, attractive young man. What I wanted to do though, Arena, is close this episode out with saying if you are ever experiencing domestic violence, please get help. You can call the domestic violence hotline at 1-800-799-7233, or you can also text START to 88788. I mean, it was such a sad case. She was so young, so beautiful. This poor five-year-old daughter essentially lost both of her parents, you know, um, yeah. 
Yeah, she did. You know, I really hope that she's with the mother's side of the family. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so sad. Wow. Mayanna and her friend Rayburn, rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace right? for them. That's- and, um, again, if you're ever in that situation, please get help before yes. it gets worse. Because usually if oh, you see all these signs, it's not, it's, it'll always get worse. It it's won't get better. It's always going to get worse. They're always going to apologize and pretend just for a little while. They're going to mm-hmm. be good and they're going to treat you nice. But then as soon as you start to feel like things have changed, they're going to go back to their old ways. It always happens. Yes, yeah. always. That's it for this case. I did want to mention that, like, I think we're going to change the name of the podcast. I don't look it. So here's the story <laughs> behind the name True Crime. You know, I've been since 2008, like, well, actually, even when I was in grade school and like, I'd be homesick from school. I'd watch like the judge and court shows and all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but I especially got into it in 2008 during like the whole Casey Anthony trial. Mm-hmm. So um, when I like, I ended up putting a special, what are those called? Like specialty license plates on my car. And I yeah. was just like, well, my cousin, like I have a cousin Marie and she has on hers like makeup lover or something. Cause she's obsessed <laughs> with makeup. And I was like, you know what? I want to put like true crime. So I put my place as true crime, Mm -hmm. T-R-U-C-R-Y-M. I tried putting, actually, I tried putting C-R-M-E. And turns out there's another car, same model as mine, but it's a red one. And she's an actual like attorney, like woman, like in her 60s. Yeah. what? Yeah. (laughs) And one time, um, September, she was in Laguna, Mount Laguna or Idlewild. And she sent me a picture of it. Like she happened to be. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, that's why I spelled it the way. And so, when I was doing like the trivia, the true crime trivia nights and then wanted to do the podcast, I was like, well, we'll just call it true crime based off of my plates. But now when I talk to people and they ask like, oh, and I bring up the podcast, what's the name of it? And when I say true crime, I just hate saying, but it's spelled T-R-U space (laughs) C-R-Y-M. So if anybody's paying attention this far, Arena (laughs) thinks it sounds like a metal band. (laughs) But a friend named Grace mentioned, because I was like, hey, what do you think of any like cool names? I can't think of anything. And she said, atrocity but then i started thinking well what about atrocities what do you guys think about it arena think it sounds like a metal band and i agree with her <laughs> no i do think like it does sound like a metal band we're uh, tr- atrocities <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming out good evening san diego <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody can think of a cool name look at if anyone could think of like a really cool name that i like i'll send you hmm fucking Starbucks expensive. I'll send you all <laughs> PayPal you. So if it's something cool, like a 50, not PayPal, I'll Venmo you 50 bucks. If you can think of like a really, really cool name. Um, and yeah, anyways, oh. so that's something that might change in the future. I just Googled it. Cause I wanted to see if there was actually a band out there named atrocities. There's a band called atrocity singular <laughs> and they're from it? Germany. <laughs> Fuck yes. Are they yeah. like metal? Yeah, definitely metal. Um, they, uh, they're from Ludwigsburg, Germany. Genre: heavy metal, death metal, gothic metal. Ooh, fuck yes, gothic. Okay, 
That's what I'm with. Anyways, that's just like things coming up for us. And again, thanks to everybody who takes the time for reals. I, I know we bug, but if, if you can like, like, and what do you call like subscribe or follow um, or follow? Oh, wait. Okay. Like, and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple podcast. And what's mm-hmm. the other one? Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Yeah. And then we have our Instagram um, go ahead and follow us and we post every time we release an episode so. yeah all right thanks everybody for listening thank you bye See you next time. bye